bear markets typically end with something that market participants call, regular professional market participants call, capitulation. And that's when anyone who's going to sell does sell. There's a kind of panicked bolt for the door. The other thing that you can see at the bottom of a bear market is there is no hint of positivity anywhere in the news media. There is not a word of things could get a lot better very quickly. I didn't mention this before the program, but this is a nice time to interject it. As I was perusing the media, I counted no less than eight pictures of bears. Good. Once more under the breach, dear friends. Else fill the wall up with our English dead. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Personal Wealth Coach starring Jake and Jeff McClure, where two bald men are known to say their names in unison. Yes. Uh, we also we talk about economics sometimes. Yes, we do. So we need to be dis- we need to be more dismal. We we must just cry a lot and speak yes. in a monotone. Everything about- is falling apart. There is no hope. Woe is us. I'm going to describe a chart with the x and y axes and if you go to x1 and y3, you will see that the chart there. Is that dismal enough? No. You are you are creating traffic hazard on the highway to yes. anyone who's listening. Yes, uh, this is this is the job of economists everywhere. Uh, we right. are not only going to talk to you about the economy in the big picture. Hopefully, we'll get to some personal finance stuff as well. We are not just a radio program, and this is a disclosure because it's important. Uh, the two people talking to you, these two bald bearded creatures of human descent are, uh, the principals at a firm that is named the same thing as the radio program, the personal wealth coach. What a coincidence. Yes. Uh, and that firm is registered with the sec as an investment advisor, which is fiduciary advice, uh, customized to a client, uh, it's not possible to do that on the radio. Uh, we, on the radio, have to give you education rather than direct custom advice because it's really hard to one-size-fit-all customly. I guess that'd be a really easy custom job. Uh, well, there's, there's a lot of people who try it, but they're generally not registered to give advice, which is why they can give it so freely. Yes, uh, it's a fascinating area. We have to be careful on what we say because we need to actually know who it is we're talking to. And so what we do on here is education, number one. Number two, we just said we were registered with a government authority as if that gave us some kind of credibility or something. It doesn't. They're just the people that get us in trouble if we do something wrong. So they in no way, uh, they haven't disavowed us, but they certainly don't avow us is that even a word they they don't it avow must us be. I mean, they you haven't. have to there must be avowing if there's disavowing right but you know if you say i really dislike that but you could just say i don't really like that but it means well, something a, different yeah and, and there, there's disavow there's 
I don't know. We could go into the fine points, but I don't think so, they do that. So they, they don't give us any uh, thumbs up or approval, gold star or anything else. They are just the folks that were registered through our firm, with through our firm. How's that? Put a couple of prepositions together. Sounds good to me. With through. Um, the uh, information. Well, well, I was about to give your favorite you can, disclosure. You you're certainly welcome to do it. I've, yeah, but I've been then trying. You'll go a whole week without saying it. I don't know if you can make it that long. Actually, it's buried in the disclosure in the, in the newsletter, so I get to say it quietly. Oh, anyway, okay. All right. The information, the information that we present on this educational radio program has been obtained from sources deem, we deem to be reliable. However, we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or completeness of anything we say or, or don't say or don't say right right yes uh so, and the last but certainly not least is we are not paid to do this program nor do we pay to do the program this is a volunteer activity that uh, we've been doing for more than 20 years old baldy here has been doing it several years longer than me but as a percentage of the overall that number keeps getting smaller uh, so a couple of decades that we've been doing this for free. I think the philosophy is if we keep doing this long enough, I'm enough older than you are that I will eventually die and then you will do it alone. And that way you'll catch up with me. That's morbid. We're supposed to be yes. dismal, not morbid. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. a different area. That's like an insurance program. Would we talk about that? So mm. Uh, the last part is just because we don't pay for the program and so on. We do advertise on the radio station, KTEM, but the advertisement is for the radio program and the studio also advertises for the radio program. We advertise at market rates and we're not buying a lot of it. So there. Hmm. Yes. And now, yes, this is our first episode of fall of 2022. So I would like to uh, welcome, welcome you to the fall. The market did as well. Would you please fill in the blanks of the fall? Okay. Well, uh, obviously, we're, pride is gone then because pride goeth before the fall. Yeah, anyway. it, it left. But did it come back? It's, it doesn't really say in the quote. Well, it's probably hubris we have now. At any rate, ah, ah. we want to go to the markets. What happened to the stock market? Well, the market was there and it, it behaved irrationally as usual. Well, sometimes it's rational, but mostly it's irrational. Back in June, if you have a memory that goes back that far, and most people don't in this very high-speed world, we talked about the fact that market hit a low in June that was pretty impressive. It was more than 20% down, so it officially became a bear market at that point. Um, and then it started back up again. And the problem with that is that during bear markets typically end with something that market participants call regular professional market participants call capitulation. And that's when anyone who's going to sell does sell. There's a kind of panicked bolt for the door. The other thing that you can see at the bottom of a bear market is there is no hint of positivity anywhere in the news media. There is not a word of Things could get a lot better very quickly. I didn't mention this before the program, but this is a nice time to interject it. As I was perusing the media, I counted no less than eight pictures of bears. Good. 
This is good. You know, it sounds like it's we're talking about something that should be really bad, but this is a very counterintuitive thing. When everyone's convinced it's a bear, most of the people are done selling. The other thing is at the bottom of a bear market or near the bottom of a bear market, bad news is good news and good news is bad news. Right. And we're seeing that happen. So let's let's go ahead into the market. The S&P 500 stock index, which is the index we use to follow the mainstream part of the market, it dropped 4.65% for the week, which is a lot. It hit a new low for 2022 around 3647.83 about 3 p.m. yesterday, Friday. And then it crawled back up to 3693.23. Now, that's a very positive sign, by the way. Very commonly, when we are in a, a falling market that is going to probably continue to fall, more often than not, as the day ends on Friday, the market tips downward, not upward. So it'll be interesting to see what happens Monday. This, this is not a big thing, but it means that it's not anywhere near as bad as it could be. Anyway, so the, uh, the, the close leaves it down 22.95% from its high in early January. Remember, down 20% makes it a bear market. So it's 2.95% into a bear market. But it is up, interestingly enough, 0.72% from its low in June. This is, for, for us geeks, this is fascinating stuff. It is up over 65% from its low back in March of 2020. It's up 31% from this point three years ago. So is the market down or up? Well, it all depends on your time frame. The ZRSP mid-cap value index, uh, which we follow pretty closely because we like mid-cap value and it's kind of an experiment, it fell 5.36% for the week to 2171.39. It's down 164 from its January high and 1157 from last year at this time. Uh, it's basically where it was at in mid-June at the bottom. Um, but the big move this week in the markets, a lot of things happen in the markets. Gold is down uh significantly this year uh we're having we're having much higher inflation than we've had in a long time and gold has been has this myth about it that it is a protection against inflation well guess what it is down about 10 percent this year uh it depends on which market you look at and whether you're looking at futures or spot and everything else but it's down a lot this year um but the big thing that has happened is interest rates are up and interest rates, as a matter of fact, the uh, uh, the 10-year U.S. Treasury note, which is the benchmark for just about everything else, at the end of the day yesterday was trading at 3.69% yield. Now, a year ago, it was 1.45%. That's a 154% increase in interest rates in one year, which is a lot. Uh, the two-year Treasury note is, a, is at 4.2%, which means since the two-year Treasury note's at 4.2 and the 10 years is at roughly 3.7, we have an inverted yield curve. We have a decidedly inverted yield curve. Uh, it's, a, it's more inverted than it was before. Uh, by the way, the, the two-year Treasury note is yielding the highest level it has had in over 15 years. Um, so that is a recession warning flag going like that. Now, there's another indication that the economy is slowing down. Even as the Fed is trying to slow the economy down and they're concerned that the economy is not slowing down fast enough, and we're getting a lot of weird signals on that, by the way, that the economy appears to be going in two directions at the same time. The price for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, affectionately known to traders as WTI, it is below $80. It's at $79.16. Now, remember back in June, it was $120 a barrel. 
And then about a year and a half ago or thereabouts, it was a minus $35 a barrel. By the way, if you can understand those price fluctuations and make sense out of them and come up with a clear cause and effect for those, write it up as quickly as you can because you'll get a Nobel Prize. It's just weirdness at this point. Uh, Europe is hurting desperately for oil and gas, and there's a cutoff from Russia because of the invasion, and oil in the United States is trading at $79.16. Wow. And But it's good. It's, it's a positive thing. The Fed's not probably very happy with it because it causes the price of gasoline to go down. And if the price of gasoline goes down, you have more money to spend on other things, and the Fed governors are trying to get you to spend less money on other things. So, and that was the big news this week in economics. Eco-warriors, economics, different kind of green energy. The Federal Reserve said some things and some other things that came out, but that's not to do with the market. So I guess I'm done talking about the market. Oh, I guess we could talk about the housing market. Yeah. Prices are starting to fall. Yeah. Interest rates are up above 6% for mortgages. Um, Housing sales are slowing down rather dramatically everywhere. So the housing market is cooling off rather quickly. Yeah. And there's um, several, there's more than one reason for that, but we're outside the markets now. Yeah. So we can, t- well, we will talk about that uh, to some extent. Okay. Could I talk about the Federal Reserve for just a minute? Absolutely, Captain. Okay. Big deal this week in the news, uh, the economics news, was that the Federal Reserve raised interest rates 0.75% again, which shouldn't have been a big deal because, folks, it was a consensus for the last two weeks they were going to raise the rate 0.75%, and the concern was they might raise it at 1%, but they raised it 0.75%. Do you know what we said last Saturday? We, we said this last Saturday that, hey, everybody, they're going to raise rates. They've been saying they're going to raise rates. Even though everybody knows they're going to raise rates, we're still going to see a massive drop in the market when they raise rates. We may see a, a, an immediate upturn in the market. We may see an upturn right after and then an immediate drop in the market. But this is just what happens when they raise rates, even though they tell everybody. And theoretically, if you believe what the reporters are saying, and I do, uh, about traders and what they're saying, the, the the gist of what they're saying, is it was the news conference that scared them where the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve was emphatic about the fact that we're going to keep raising rates until we are convinced that inflation is behind us. And Chairman Powell said something very clearly. He said it before, nothing new. I wish there was some way that we could do this in a painless fashion, but there isn't. There is going to be an increase in unemployment. They're estimating, the Federal Reserve is estimating uh, 4.4% unemployment next year. There is going to be a slowdown in the economy. Um, it's, that's the reality of what they need to do to slow things down. We have a problem, and the problem is we're trying to buy more stuff than is available. The availability of the things and services that we're trying to buy is limited for a host of reasons. We can't spur availability of things to buy. We can't increase that anymore. That's a very, very hard thing to do, and it takes time. So the only thing we can do to stop inflation is to slow down people's desire to buy things. So how do you do that? Well, for example, when you buy a car, most people borrow the money to buy a car. Therefore, if you raise the interest rates that people have to pay on the loan to buy the car, 
they probably won't buy so many cars and the prices will stop going up. Raise the interest rates on what it takes to buy a house, to get a mortgage, and the houses won't sell so fast, which means the prices of housing will start to stabilize and maybe fall. The terms so, for this, by the way, at, at the economic level, it's called demand destruction, where they're making it so unpalatable to get the thing that you want to get that you decide to wait. It doesn't make you not want to buy a house or a car, but if you don't absolutely need to, it makes it painful to do it. And and then, and then in the midst of all that, the the conference board, who are the arbiters of when or not when we are are or are not in a recession, uh, came out with their leading economic indicators, and they said it's now fallen for six consecutive months and it's past the recession signal. So we're probably going to get a recession, according to them. I think it'll be mild, but I think we probably will get a recession. Yeah, I the, agree. Uh, so that says something about it. And then the labor department messed everything up by coming out with a good news report. Yeah. The, uh, the layoffs in the ending the week of September 17th were about 213,000 Moody's economics. I'm not smart enough to know the correct number here, but Moody's is saying 285,000 is neutral. If we, if we have 285,000 average weekly layoffs for a period of time, we've stopped growing and we're holding steady at a 3.7% unemployment rate. That, that's because we're hiring about it's because we're hiring about 285,000 right. people during the same time period. As long as we're trying there is more demand for job for 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 employees than there is supply of employees to hire, wages will go up. And if wages are going up, people have more money to spend. And if people have more money to spend, they're still buying the same amount of stuff the prices will go up. So they've got the job of slowing down demand, or as Jake said, demand destruction. Now, that's all going on out there. The economy clearly is running hot. It's running like mad. But an interesting thing is Fed, the Fed board members in their speeches have suggested that the maximum they anticipate interest rates getting to, short-term interest rates, is 4.6%. Now, that's a huge jump from the 1.5% we had last year. But 4.6% in historical perspective is mild. And it's still con considered stimulative all the way up to the last bit of that. So it still historically stimulates the economy. Do you want to wrap that up? Well, interest rates are going up. The market is panicked by it. It's panicked by a lot of things right now. But the highest that interest rates are likely to get, according to the Federal Reserve, is still pretty benign. That's an important thing. If you yeah. don't believe me, you all this talk of higher interest rates, go out and check out on bankdirect.com or someplace, wherever. Uh, Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com. What the interest rates are on new cars right now from various credit unions and banks across the country, and you still see they're pretty low. So I really don't think the economy is in anywhere near as much trouble as the stock market does at this point. Right. There's other parts of the economy that are in trouble. I wouldn't want to be in longer-term bonds right now. Yeah. But we're in pretty good shape, and we're still cruising along. We may get a mild recession. But barring an extraneous event, no big thing. Another okay? extraneous event. Another, well, and barring more <laughs> extraneous events, which could happen. Yeah. And, and they very much could happen. Europe, Europe could fall apart. Russia could implode. Uh, believe me, that would cause the market. When I say implode, the situation in Russia right now is not radically different from where it was in World War One. Yeah. This, this looks a lot like the white army, red army scenario where you might have generals or mercenaries having more power than the government and trying to determine who gets to be the next one, the next government that is.
Um, that's it's a very real possibility, though I wouldn't put it at like majority popu- pos- possibility. I would say that right. it's, it's more than ten percent, though, and that is never not in my lifetime has ever been a real piece. We're in an unstable global socioeconomic condition, which means bad things could happen. We consider the United States economy to be pointed in the right direction, on course, and doing very, very well. And I think the Fed is doing something very necessary, and they're doing a good job. And we're about the safest place you could possibly be is the United States. It's really unpopular to say that things are going quite well, but things are going quite well. Yeah. So that's our wrap up for this week, and we're contra- our controversy comes because we think that uh, the United States is a pretty good system, uh, regardless of who's president at any given time. We think the United States is a good place to be, and we're about out of time. This is the personal wealth coach with Jeff and Jake McClure. Uh, if you would like to talk to us off the air, we actually give individually. Uh, individually crafted and customized advice based on what people are trying to achieve. That's generally portfolio management and portfolio management. And that's generally for people with higher net worths, but we make exceptions occasionally. Um, And so you can contact us locally voicemail available during the weekend, but actual real live people, no phone tree during the week at 254-947-1111. You can reach that line tool-free at 1-800-914-7526. That's 800-914-PLAN. And I think it's important to note that we're an independent fiduciary firm. We don't work for a corporation. We only work for our clients. Right. Exactly. Uh, you can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com. There's a contact form. Or you can use emails, Jeff or Jake at tpwc.com. There are... Uh, recordings of the radio program going back years, newsletters going back decades, uh, and you can find us wherever podcasts are given. Um, Thank you very much for listening on a nice Saturday morning. And until next week, this has been The Personal Wealth Coach.